Hello and welcome to Teach, Pray, Savor, a blog, a devotional, and now a podcast. When we gather, I hope we can explore scripture in a practical way, that we can find hope, and that we can apply God's word to our lives. If you're new here, I'm Allie, just a girl with a dream of reaching people with the gospel. I don't have all the answers, but I know the one true answer, and his name is Jesus. Let's find what Jesus has for us today in scripture and pray for his spirit to guide our steps as we walk this journey of life together. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad that you've chose to join me today. I hope that no matter where this finds you, whether you're in the car to go get groceries or sitting somewhere in your house locked away from everyone else just to have a moment of quiet or maybe doing dishes or sitting on the front porch listening to the birds sing, I hope that through this you can hear the voice of God, feel his calling, calling you deeper to know him. Today, before we get started, I want you to listen to a couple seconds of a few songs, and I want you to see if you recognize them. Here's the first one. Here's the next one. The third one. And the fourth one. Now out of those four songs, I want to ask you, Which one did you recognize the fastest? I know for most of us, it would have probably been the third or fourth one. The fourth one is entitled For Elise and is by Beethoven. The one right before that was called Moonlight, the Moonlight Sonata, also by Beethoven. The two before that were pieces played by the man that we will talk about today. Today we are going to look at a life that played a major role in teaching famous composers like Beethoven and Schubert, Antonio Salieri. Antonio was born in the mid-1700s and became an orphan in his early teens. While a friend of the family took him in, Antonio was still able to keep up with his music lessons. Due to his musical talent, he was introduced to the Holy Roman Emperor, Joseph II, and by the age of 20, Antonio had produced an opera. He composed operas in three different languages. His life was filled with dedication to the church, composing music, and teaching upcoming musicians like Beethoven and Schubert. While several of his students are well known for their works, Antonio Salieri has been mostly forgotten. If you want to get out your Bible or your phone and look at these scriptures, you're more than welcome to. We're going to be reading several scriptures today. First, in Deuteronomy 6, 
verses 6 through 7. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Turning to Matthew 28 and 20. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Proverbs 9 and 9 Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Titus 2, 3-5 The older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things that they admonish the young women to love their husbands and to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. 2 Timothy 2, 24-25 And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth. Second Samuel six fourteen through fifteen. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting, and with the sound of the trumpet. Now those scriptures may not seem to have a connection at all. But today, I want us to take a closer look at the work of a teacher and how their approach to their calling should be the approach of the church to the work of the kingdom of God. May we all have a servant's heart like King David, who is willing to put on a servant's garment and take off his kingly apparel to dance before the true King of Kings. All teachers, at least all the good ones, have one thing in common. They are willing to give of themselves even to the point that their students pass them in success. When a teacher is teaching, their thoughts are not on their personal goals or dreams. The student is their focus. A true teacher hopes that the student will understand what is being taught and will ask questions and search deeper. When a student rises above the set goals and achieves greater things, the teacher couldn't be happier. Did you know that this humble approach of a teacher is the same approach that we as the church should have? Teachers often are background workers. That doesn't mean they aren't seen. However, what people see are only the highlights of their job. People don't see the hours they are working behind the scenes to help their student or the nights that they lay awake thinking about how to help that student that's struggling find success. People don't see the holidays where a teacher pulls out their notes and supplies to create a lesson that will engage the variety of minds in their classroom. Teachers don't ask for fame. Teachers aren't doing their work for the paycheck. Teachers oftentimes give of themselves to the future doctors and nurses, politicians, police officers, firemen, emergency responders, 
pastors, and all the other jobs that make the world go round. As the church, there are a variety of callings and levels of public recognition for each calling. Yet no matter how noteworthy or not a calling may seem, there is always a part that we don't see. Pastors, evangelists, and missionaries may be some of the most publicly recognized callings in the church. To some, their callings may seem easy, but I would challenge that thought with the idea that we cannot even imagine the hours the people in those positions spend behind the scenes. We see the highlight, the preaching in front of the crowd, the hand claps, the smiles, the moves of God. But what we don't see are the hours on their knees, the times when they are interceding, the days they spend thinking on a word they received from God, the nights their sleep is interrupted for the soul in need. I can't help but think of all the callings that God has given each of us, whether you have been called to preach, teach, evangelize, cook, clean, sing, write, speak, encourage, prophesy, run technology, manage the finances, make phone calls, keep people safe, or any other calling that I may have missed. There should always be one thing that is the same, the servant's heart. More now than ever, the church is being called to have a servant's heart. It doesn't matter if you ever receive recognition here for your work. God recognizes it. It doesn't matter if anyone ever tells you, good job, here on earth. We are listening for the well done, good and faithful servant. It doesn't matter if your work becomes a stepping stone for someone else to become greater. For in God's kingdom, we are all his children. Antonio Salieri was famous in his day, but quickly after his death, his fame faded away. However, his students' work, they are widely well-known, even today among musicians and people who don't really know music. And while his work is lesser known, Antonio's reach is significant. Without Antonio, there may not have been a Moonlight Sonata or a Furry Lease. The work you do today may not earn you fame in this world. It may be hidden to the public. Your work may feel lonely. But know, no matter how seen or unseen you are in this world, the creator of the universe sees you. The savior of the world knows what you have put into your calling. There is not a moment you spend working that he doesn't see. Whether you get to see the product of all your hard work or not, God sees, and he takes note. It takes faith to work for something other than fame. It takes faith to work behind the scenes, knowing no one on this earth may ever know the hours we truly put into God's kingdom. But God has called us, and it is a privilege to respond to that calling. Lord Jesus, the world around us calls for the big names, the lights, and a show. They tell us to make it big. They encourage us to promote ourselves. But you don't say that. You call us to things that seem great in this world and to things that seem less than desirable. 
Let us be like King David, who took off his king's apparel and humbled himself before the true King of Kings. It doesn't matter how famous or unseen our work for you and your kingdom is, you get the glory. May we humble ourselves, our work, and the hours of our days to you, the only one who deserves the fame. In Jesus' name, amen.